Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 158 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Tonight, new games in the Division universe have been announced. PlayStation 5 shortages expected to continue, so Brant is making his available for $1,200. Uh, talk to him after the show. Two classic <laughs> Lucasfilm games get a re-release. Brant's PlayStation 5 is not for sale. Uh, I still have one on a truck still. Uh, Sony's <laughs> Days of Play is upcoming. Are Valve games coming to consoles? Question mark. And Embracer Group acquires more studios. They're embracing acquisition. I'm Richard uh, Bergman, joined tonight by <laughs> Brent McKee. <laughs> What's up? The Newsmaster. And I'm being booed by fellow compatriot uh, Guns of the Patriot himself, Cesar Concepcion the second. Boo this man, everybody boo this man. <laughs> Do not boo this man. This, this plane doesn't without this man, this plane doesn't get off the runway. We all know this. <laughs> Do not boo this man. All right, so in the pre-show, if you missed uh if you missed that riveting content, we were talking operating systems, but garbage content. It was absolute straight garbage content. Don't get here early. Please try to tune in around eight twenty or so. Uh, but we were talking about (laughs) his literal garbage. We were talking, uh, so computer operating systems. What has been one of you guys' favorite gaming operating systems? What, uh, what have you enjoyed when you boot up either a boot up sequence or, um, memory card copy screen, whatever it is, what has been one of your favorite, uh, operating systems for a game console? Hands down to this day, uh, PS1 boot up still gives me that like just like like chills almost yeah it's nostalgia yeah. it's just pure nostalgia for me i think every time i hear that noise and you've got the uh the cd player built into it on the side with the graphics you can take over the screen mm-hmm. uh, i like the dreamcast one i like the dreamcast boot and then you've got your options in that menu it's always pretty cool gamecube's got a nice boot and then the rotating oh. uh cube in the gamecube for like your memory card and your system settings and all that it's a very good one yeah ps3 is pretty kick-ass i thought the cross media bar was great Um, and they put it on psp and bravia tvs and just about everything of that era ps2 with the demon summoning when you have no disc installed (laughs) (laughs) the red the red background thing (laughs) oh what's some other good ones the original Xbox boot is great, and then yeah. like the the International Space Station sounds as you're as you're going throughout those blade menus. Oh, the blades from the that era of 360. Those were awesome. Ugh. Oh, there was an article. Somebody said the dashboard for the original Xbox is back on Xbox One, or what? as a theme or something. I saw know. it today. Destructoid was talking about it, I think, or Eurogamer. It sounds like something Destructoid will talk about. I haven't read an article for <laughs> them in a does. long time. It fucking does. No, if if they came out with a, uh, a theme that was like the 360 Blades and put it on Xbox One. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think I'd have to go find an Xbox One like right now because I miss the, the Blades and all that menu. Everything. That's, that, that that's, what it, that's what it takes for you to buy a Series X. It's just it, it, yes. It's the theme with the Blades. You're like, oh, He's a simple man. $4.99. Immediately. Immediately, I would buy it. Like, I, will, I will get one eventually. I'm just like, but if they if they were like, yep, we got this, and it's it's basically like 360. It's it's that clean menu with the blades and everything. Like, sold. 
holy shit oh no that's the that is i'm like <laughs> oh god they did it it's perfect but then it's just somebody it's just somebody showing you the original xbox because <laughs> the game saves are all like vice city and uh <laughs> they had the music thing on here hold on ghost recon advanced warfighter uh halo halo 2 of course vice city crimson skies all right hold on this comes from uh, i guess we'll start news early uh, this does come from Eurogamer. Microsoft has released a new dynamic theme for Series X and S, which brings to life the retro Matrix-inspired aesthetic of the OG Xbox. The animated background named The Original is more akin to the loading animation you got when first turning on that chunky console rather than its actual dashboard, but the look will likely still feel familiar. Here's The Verge's Tom Warren with a preview. It's on Twitter. I gotta see if this is something I gotta have. Uh money required for it no it just has the it just has like the, the green thing in the background and that spinning like when you would go through it's when you would try to select like network or tv aspect ratio or i can't remember what all the settings are in there save music all that stuff it's just kind of hovering in the background it's not it's not that as exciting as you thought it was no i know i had y'all intrigued too <laughs> so i was like go on yeah <laughs> i've never played my 360 that much so i don't have that uh, nostalgia no, this is the original Xbox. This is oh, the original that, Xbox? Yeah, I that, can also equate. I never played my original Xbox as much, so I don't have that nostalgia. <laughs> you would recognize the little clip from it, but it's not It's mm-hmm. not quite what I thought it was going to be. I'm, I'm sure I would I would notice it, yeah. The Blades was great. That's when I played the most Mass Effect was when the Blades was out. All right, let's get into the actual news. Uh, new games in the Division universe. Uh, was there you like a... It. That's it. That's the news. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we probably could skip ahead. Do you want to? I mean, damn. Was there a Ubisoft press show or something? You no, know, it was like an earnings call. Yeah. And there's like everybody's just patting themselves on the back, like best selling Assassin's Creed ever. Pat, pat, pat. You know, Skull longest Assassin's Creed ever. Skull and Bones. We're gonna push it back another twenty years. Pat, pat, pat. You know, Skull and Bones. What even is that anymore? I don't know. They pushed it back again. We'll never know. Vapor Watch it be a Game Pass. It's going to come out for Game Pass. It's going to come They're, out for tablet. That too. Or uh, HoloLens, Mixed Reality. They're adding all sort of microtransactions to it, like skins and such. It's like Neon Skull and Polka Dot Bones. <laughs> yep. You pick however you want the Skull unless, and Bones to look. Unless it's called, unless they change the name to Mr. Bones, the Sega Saturn classic, and then I'll be like, hmm, then I might be interested. That only come out for Saturn? Yes. Yeah. I saw somebody post the Saturn launch lineup the other day because I think it was the, uh, what would this be, 25th anniversary maybe? Came out in uh, 4.95. So. Somebody's like, look at this. Oh, well, the U.S. launch, I'm sorry. Somebody said, look at this. Three baseball games and no Sonic. <laughs> there was like <laughs> virtual baseball, Frank Thomas baseball, 3D baseball, World Series baseball. There's like... There's freaking three baseball games at launch, but they went heavy on sports. There's a shit ton of sports games. That was people forget the Genesis was really known for that at the time too. So you can see where they like went with that gamble. Yeah, I, majority of my sports games was on Genesis versus on the uh, Super mm-hmm. Nintendo. So mm-hmm. I can't confirm. EA was hot and heavy with uh, Genesis with their special modded cartridges. All right, back to Ubisoft news. Uh, there's a free-to-play game set in the Division universe called the Division Heartland. Um, that is not a mobile game. What the fuck? No, they're, That's just they're a all, free-to-play game. Yeah, it's free-to-play. They're also coming out with a mobile 
also a mobile division game. game. Gotcha. Um, other offerings in the universe include content for Division Two, which is still coming out, and they are working on a movie version with Netflix starring Jake Jake Gyllenhaal. Finally, somebody got this man some work <laughs> outside of uh, Mysterio from Spider Man. It's the only thing I remember him from recently. Uh, he was in October Sky, the classic, and Bubble Boy. And he turned into some sort of sex symbol, and I'm like, is that the same dude? Yeah, <laughs> the geeky we... guy from Bubble Boy and October Sky? Somebody got this man some work, so it'll be fine. Amen. Uh, <laughs> this comes from The Verge. Sony expects PS5 supply issues to continue until next year, which is not surprising. Uh, so likely well into 2022. The quote from... Hiroki Totaki says, I don't think demand is calming down this year, and even if we secure a lot more devices and produce many more units of the PS5 next year, our supply wouldn't be able to catch up with demand. We have sold more than 100 million units of PS4, and considering our market share and reputation, I can't imagine demand dropping easily. That sounds like the cocky-ass Sony. (laughs) But, I mean, this is also, there were some rumors about a hardware redesign, and if you kind of dive into the rumors... It's basically revolved around the chip yield that they're having. And they're looking to maybe go to a smaller chip uh, or just a different different chip that can still get the, the same results, same performance. So, I mean, it's... With all these s- hardware shortages, though, how did they get... Is that is that the solution? Come up with something smaller? I don't know, because that, that was the big talk, was they, they had a problem with the yield. Um with the with the chips they were using now but yeah you're like you're saying it's across the board because it's not just sony it's it's microsoft it's it's nintendo with but nintendo i mean is still going gangbusters i don't know how they're how they're doing it because they're using hardware from like 2013 right (laughs) using old nvidia sock yeah Yeah. that nvidia nvidia system on a chip is very dated at this point it's out of support correct if i remember right yep Yeah. yeah So they're probably they probably scooped up the rest of those. I see switches everywhere. So I know it's still like making bank, but they're available. I see the lights. Uh, fairly. I saw an Animal available. Crossing one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They dropped the price of the Animal Crossing ones on Amazon. They're like five dollars cheaper. Yeah, they did a like a another batch of them. That's the better out. battery one, correct? Yeah. Is it noticeable? Cesar, you have that one, right? Yes. It's uh, sitting right behind him. Last last about seven hours. Okay. Uh, unless you play uh, Breath of the Wild, then it's like four. So funny how demanding that launch title game is. Uh, it's, yeah, it's probably optimization. Probably held back because they developed it on the Wii U at the same time. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, that's all the PS5 constraints. Lucasfilm, Classic Games, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, and Ghoul Patrol announced for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. That comes from Saomano Kamatsu, and it is out June 29th, and it is available for pre-order everywhere, I feel like. I will buy this on every platform it's available for. Both of them? Oh, the collection is is both of them. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. I have no nostalgia for this game. I I never really played it either. That's our sell me on it. Zombies in my neighbor is just a top-down view shooter. It's pretty good. It's also a zany storyline. It's that Lucas films back in the day with like Manic Mansion and all that stuff, like that crazy 
it's just addictive to me. It's similar. It gives, I don't know if I want to say it gives me some of that Diablo-esque feels before Diablo got big. Where you're just going in there and you're just gunning in certain directions and picking up loot. And then you're doing it at co-op. I don't think there's an online co-op on this one. Uh, Ghoul Patrol came out maybe a year or two later. And it was originally supposed to be an original title. And then they, I think they took some of the characters from Zombie My Neighbors and then made it to a sequel. But that was later on in development, if I remember correctly. So uh, This article says both of them are a local co-op. Yeah. Or at least Ghoul Patrol is. It's a lot of fun. Playing two players, it was a lot of fun. Of course, they're adding some modern updates. They're adding achievements and, like, save states. And a, um, what did they say, like a, a gallery or, or or something that's got oh. a bunch of extra extra content and art. and. Yeah, who, who's handling this port? Is it um, uh, Digital Clips? I can't remember who it was. .emu. .emu. Yeah. yeah, I know it was one of the, the emulator ones. And uh, I know, what is it? I think in the in the summer, um, Limited Run's doing the physical. And that'll have both yeah. on the card or whatever it is. Yeah. Disc, whatever format. I, I will buy that. Uh, I will buy that Blu-ray with a uh, 100 megs on that disc. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 100 meg Blu-ray. I've got a couple of them from Limited Run. There, I think I got one from Limited Run. Limited Run that was like a 50 meg Blu-ray because it was like a old 8-bit uh, action adventure title that came out from like uh, PCs in the eight, 1986 or something like that. Oh, they poured over the PS4. Fun. Axiom Verge is probably not that big of a file either, right? Um, probably bigger than you'd be surprised. You'll be surprised. Or uh, Doom sixty four, but that, that might got be a good one. That got upres and all that, but it's still not like a massive game. It's I'm like sure. three hundred megs or something like that in the download, so I, I imagine it's probably not that huge. So, yeah. uh, Days of Play is coming up. Sony announces via the PlayStation blog. We want to make sure this year's event. Is even more special and engaging for our gamers. That's why this year's Days of Play will feature various activities across a few weeks to celebrate the power of play. Are There's no, consoles. That? There's no play? consoles to sell. Usually they have like a special edition <laughs> console or something like that. So <laughs> somebody's going to make a joke like you just make the PS5 available. Well done, Sony. Yeah, that, that would be all it takes. <laughs> Regular price. Uh, so that's going to be that's going to be. When is this now? It's it starts May 18th. What is this um, registration? Okay, there yeah, we go. Yeah, you you can sign up um, now. What? Uh, I don't. I I guess it's just to register because okay. there's. Once you sign up, you'll automatically be entered into all future stages of the program. Yeah. And by I, I guess it links you your gamer tag all that to the to the program that way when they give out the um rewards i guess you could say or, or oh, bonuses this, sucks. this is not the usual days of play this sucks yeah there's it's uh, like online community it, group let's all play eight million games and then you you'll unlock this thing and then that's basically what it is and it's five it's, games in a week and you'll unlock this thing it's nothing but a bunch of avatars and themes this is garbage i'm signing in now to register for the event <laughs> I haven't signed up yet. I need to, but I mean, it, uh, do, it is it is pretty stupid. I signed and, up uh, with a couple days ago. I think it just keeps track of how many trophies you get, right? So that's all they're doing. Uh, uh, trophies oh. and hours of play, I believe. Um, oh, that's I'm fucking made for that. Let's go. 
I'll let them start now. Start the clock and end the clock. <laughs> uh, I mean, the the game you, you could have done it with, you switched platforms, so. What's that? Uh, the, the effects of the mass. I did. I saw that 120 hertz option on Xbox, and I was like, eh, I might have to go that route. Yeah, they sh- they ship my copy. It should be here tomorrow, I think. Got it um, coming in. According to what they tell me on the Amazon, so they shipped it yesterday. I was like, okay. I forgot so, to turn on two factor on this. I know this is a uh, thrilling content. Yeah, so they 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 have like three different stages. Stage one is from May eighteenth to May twenty fourth. Uh, it looks like they won't need and, all those six days. And uh, you can unlock. Uh, exclusive PS4 dynamic themes, uh, an exclusive PSN uh, avatar with bonus prizes being the lesser better. Three more exclusive <laughs> avatars. Uh, stage <laughs> two, the 25th through the 31st of May, um, is five more exclusive avatars with bonus of three more exclusive PSN avatars. And then uh, stage three is June 1st through, looks like June 7th, uh, is going to be a a dynamic PS4 theme and an exclusive PSN avatar. And the bonus, three more PSN avatars. And then there's a cumulative prize of, uh, it looks like, more PSN avatars and another PS4 dynamic theme. So I mean, well, honestly, I'm for in. fuck this, I don't care. I don't even care anymore. It was garbage, for, anyways. For yeah. us on our PS5s, I mean, there's we can, we can get avatars, but we can't get nice themes or anything like that yet. So, uh, I don't know. I'm more it, interested in they do they do say the sales are coming up, so I'm more interested to see what that yeah. Consists of. I I would be with with. It being days of play, they usually do some pretty good sales. Uh, I would. They haven't really released anything on that. I would be way more interested to see uh, sales wise what they do. It's going to be mostly last gen stuff, right? Is that what we're going with? Yeah, I doubt, I doubt Ratchet will be in there or something. Like that. Maybe Ratchet from 2016. Are there these uh, got platinum hits games? Yeah, at this point, most of those games they got for free, so at some point it's given away. Because right now, whatchamacallit's free, it's uh, the complete edition of... um, Horizon. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. When is that? When are they going to announce the next free one? Have they even mentioned it? No. That's the play at home initiative. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My two factor so good. It just like literally won't let me sign in. It's, <laughs> it's locked you out. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like my fucking uh, nightmare Final Fantasy 14, 85 different passwords to get in there and still never make it. Oh, no. I get in there and then I forget the password because I spent so much time trying to figure out how to get in there and then I got to go back and reset it again. I don't remember what I put last time. I think I wrote it down somewhere. Sign up like, now. Sign up. Great. All right. Not this again. All right. Looks like I'm in. Yep. I'm in. All right. Just don't do it on Chrome. Chrome sucks. <laughs> Chrome sucks. I know. Oh, Chrome doesn't suck. It just uh, didn't behave for me. Sure. Have you fired up a Chrome OS? It can be sucked uh, sometimes. 
Edge is actually my my daily driver now. The Chrome, the Chromium Edge. No, it's a Chrome OS, not the Chromium uh, Edge. Have I ever? Well, yeah, we used to have Chrome boxes that we had to deal with. That was not great. It's not ideal. It's not horrible, but it's not ideal. Yeah, it's you know you're on a you know you're not on a true operating system. My favorite is when you log in in G in the the Google environment, and then it just mandates to you like, oh, you need more storage for everything. Pay more money now. Your 15 gigs of uh, everything's capped out. So we were lucky in that the ones that I would get were already enrolled in G Suite. So I never got the like they had already pre-enrolled them for us. So I never got that. I never got the prompts for storage space. I get that on our Gmail account every time I go in there. Yeah. I wonder what the last episode because I brand I used to throw every episode that we did into that as a backup. And I have no clue what the last one was. I think it was well before your day. I don't know. Well, we, we didn't use. Uh, How big is Dropbox? Should we move all those to Dropbox? Can't you get like a 500 meg Dropbox? I don't know. 500 megs is horrible. What do we got now? Uh, not 500 megs. I think it's 500 gigs in Dropbox. Ah. Or 40. Might be 40. Uh, more stimulating know. content here. I know even with Dropbox, you. Free storage up to two gigs. Yeah. Oh, I was about to say, I remember it not being very, very great. <laughs> I said 40, stupid ass. <laughs> Dropbox is what you get to like throw shit in there for like, all right, I'm at somebody's house or place yep. of work and I need to do something quick for storage and you you open up a Dropbox account. Yep, yeah. essentially. Drop that shit in there. So Here, Here's the 80 pictures I took at your wedding. You can have them. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy your photos. <laughs> I'm closing the Dropbox in 10 days. Oh, somebody else take these last two news stories. It will not be moi. So the next one comes from Gamatsu via Sal Romano. Um, Gabe Newell hints at more games for consoles. Uh, Gabe Newell was at some... Um, New Zealand public, yeah, public speaking thing that that was at some public school in in New Zealand, um, and uh, a, somebody asked him, a kid asked him, "Will Steam games um, be? Will Steam be putting any games on consoles, or will it just stay on PC?" And Gabe was a little hesitant. He just kind of said, uh, "You will uh, get a better idea of that at the end of this year," and. There have been reports of Gabe um, meeting with, um, oh my gosh, his name just escaped me, uh, Phil Spencer, there we go, of Microsoft. So it would be interesting to oh. see what they would bring. I mean, um, that's pretty much the meat and potatoes of the story. So what games from from Valve would we want on Game Pass would we want on Xbox or PS5 or Switch? I mean, obviously, I think a slam dunk would be once PSVR 2 is out on the PS5 that they, they port um, Half-Life Alex With a Y. I, I, th- I think that would be a slam dunk. That's a system seller, right? Oh, yeah. Ugh, that'd be great. Well, <laughs> it's been out for a, a while. seller right now. They don't even have... <laughs> They don't even have a system seller. No, but I mean, they do want you to buy their like thousand dollar headset. So, yeah. 
Because uh, Orange Box is already backwards compatible on Xbox, right? Yeah. It is. So that so relationship is already there. Was there any other val? Oh, we got Left 4 Dead as backwards compatible. Portal 2. Portal 2 is backwards compatible. But you, you do you remember that weird time where you could buy uh, Portal 2 for either PS2 or Xbox? But if you bought it or PS2, PS3 or Xbox, excuse me. I would you, pay big money to see Portal running on PS2, and I would, I, buy, I would buy the shit out of that copy. <laughs> but uh, if you bought it for PS3, you got a download code for the game on Steam. I remember that. Yeah. Only for PS3. They didn't do that on the no. 360 version. Like a Trojan horse. Yeah. I bought Portal 2 from Kmart with that, uh, that $10 coupon program they were doing with that fucker Roy over there. I've talked about it before. Yeah. <laughs> How's Kmart doing right now? Do what? How's Kmart doing right now? Uh, not well, I don't believe. I think they're <laughs> online commerce. I think uh, I think they're more um, well-known Kmarts are in Australia now than they are anywhere else. So. When's the last time you walked into a Kmart? Did you uh, work at Kmart? Isn't that in your I was employed there, yeah. I was about to say, isn't that part of the illustrious history? I was like in high school, man. That was a high school job. It was the one in Stockbridge? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh wow. I was in Northern Tool there, which yeah. I've never been in either. Ah, Northern's got good stuff. Yeah, I've been in there. Very I, nice company sent us over there. I drive by and I'm like, ah, sure. <laughs> I drive by to get to the point of fitness, so. I just remember as a kid all the times that they would set up like a little fair right there behind between the uh, Kmart and the Taco Bell. And... That used to be my Taco Bell, man. Every time I go to lunch at work, walk across over there to the Taco Bell. Gosh, I have fond memories of that Taco Bell in the 90s. Yeah, my body did too. <laughs> Your body did. Uh, yes, that's where we used to smash there because that was uh, closest to the one we used to live where we used to live. I just with you, Rich. I just remember Taco Bell and Zaxby's, and then with Andrew, maybe Popeyes. Yeah, he got us on the Popeyes kick with red yeah. beans and rice and stuff, <laughs> and the Mardi Gras mustard. <laughs> Holy shit, that Mardi Gras mustard! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's outside food, gentlemen. We can't be talking about outside food. Oh, it's the good old days, man. It's when we weren't worried about our bodies; we just destroyed ourselves. Yep, I can't do that anymore. I I eat too much rice one day and my body's in shambles the next morning. I'm like, just on some rice. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm exaggerating. I think uh my my newfound uh disappointment was uh I can't eat peanut butter anymore. So oh allergy. Yeah, it used to give me um it recently started giving me blood blisters in my mouth. So went to oh, the shit. dentist and he's like you're yeah you're eating something that you're allergic to and i cut out because uh, i used to eat uh, at least something with peanut butter every day and then when i cut it out it went away he's like yep that's what it must be peanut butter i was like huh. irritated my gums not good i enjoyed right, it, uh, it was what other what other valve games would you like to see on playstation 5 and xbox series consoles i, I would like them to make games and then <laughs> put it on set not to play old games not old uh, games. You want a third iteration of some franchise. They could do that, but I mean, we already got back for blood coming. So does that count? Are we day one in that? Is everybody getting that? I, I have mine pre-ordered. Okay. I, I think super, I'm in too. I was super excited about coming in June. And I was like, October. I was like, that's fine. Yeah. So, if I look at my okay. game library, 
Are we actually all going to play a game together? Yeah, we should. Um, yeah. um, I think the the one I actually played a lot of hours into it uh, was Day Defeat. I got that with one of those Valve collections I bought on Steam. The last time I played it was July 31st, 2011. Not as long ago as I thought it was going to be. That's about when uh, Portal 2 came out, right? Uh, It's 10 years old, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's the only thing I like about Steam, man. If I can click on here, I can see the last time how long I've had Steam. Uh, Half Life Two. Oh, it it two thousand. Half Life Two was in two thousand seven. Mm, Day of okay. Defeat was two thousand three. Half Life Two was, I think, oh four. I think it was in that crazy fall of oh four with Metal Gear Three and all that, and Halo Two and all that stuff. Because I was I played, in high school when it came out. I played a shit ton of Half Life Two Deathmatch. Believe it or not. Really? Yeah. All right, Brant. Here we go. Freaking... Oh, I said Half Life. Sorry, I meant Portal Two. Wow. Portal Two. I got you. Half Life yeah, Two was a while back. Half Life Two is uh the week after Halo. Oh. Halo Two. Uh, I remember that distinctly. Good games. There was a network error. Hold on. Oh. Yeah, Valve. Oh. Valve needs to get back to to making some games. Put some three after them. They don't have to though. Does that even matter? Uh-huh. Who made Who made Half Life? Alex was that in house? It was no. yes. Well, it was a studio they purchased that they moved in house. Yeah, yeah. it was like they, a small team. Remember that we were supposed to get that game, that desert game with the uh, looks like archaeologists, the two women, and they they dropped the game all together and they were oh all yeah. Half Life. Was yeah. that the Firewatch studio? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They uh they pretty much just dismember that studio and just put them in internally. So. Half-Life Alex is a, it's a Valve game. That game looked good. The freaking Explorers. I remember that being at somebody's like, somebody PlayStation's E3 or Xbox's E3 or something. It looked amazing. All right, last news bit. Uh, Embracer uh, Group. Who did they I buy? That's fine. Uh, this one what? is they. What uh, were you gonna say? I can get this one. Uh, this one's from Jimatsu Saurmano. Embracer uh, Group acquires Appeal Studios, Kaiko, Massive Mini Team, and then Frame Break establishes Gate 21. So it's three studios under THQ Nordic and one under Amplifier Game Invest. Uh, so they picked up these uh, studios just recently. Appeal uh, Studio, um, the original creators behind Outcast, not the band, but the game. <laughs> that came yeah. Out yeah. You had me for a minute. Uh, Appeal Studios was founded, and then they go, I don't, I, mean, I haven't played Outcasts, but it seems like that's their, their big game. Next one was uh, Kaiko, which that one we're, we're all familiar with because they pretty much went through and did the remastered stuff of everything. Everything that was remastered uh, from uh, the THQ, from the PS3 generation, uh, 360 generation to PS4 and Xbox One, they were the studio that handled that. Oh, Frankfurt based. They did Red Faction, Legend of K, Darksiders. Kingdoms of Amalur. They're they're the only thing they're doing is that new expansion for Kingdoms of Amalur. Oh my god. They are single handedly the studio that gave us remastered, mm-hmm. war mastered, <laughs> death definitive, and re reckoning. Yep. That's their Holy thing, man. Shit. Holy shit. Uh then they had a massive mini team uh studio publisher, German base, uh near Cologne. Come on, you can pronounce that. It has no vowels in it. <laughs> it's a Goomba. <laughs> trying to figure out what the hell they're saying they developed. They just said they, they had any games on several titles, but nothing listed on here. I guess they list the website for more details. 
uh, Gate 21 do uh, <laughs> in addition, blah, 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 Saranova, Bosnia. Uh, they have war. They looks like they did 3D character models and facial rigs. Uh, and then the Amplifier Game Invest picked up Frame Break, which is a Swedish based company. Uh, it's got five people. They're, it looks like they're developing games based on their own IPs. It's like a small studio, maybe like indie base. The dot do? No, this is Frame Break AB. This is for Amplifier Game Invest. The Swedish based? Yeah. Based in Skavatki? Skavod? It's like a Skyrim town. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know where you're getting the name from. I see it. Oh, uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, it depends on how you pronounce the the vowels. I don't know. For the umlaut. <sighs> so sorry, has to know. Here we go. Live correction. <laughs> do 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 do. Is that do. Game employment history coming through big. We had six people. Now we're down to two. I said, "Welcome to the chat," and four people were like, "Fuck this shit," and got the hell out. <laughs> That's how it should be. Because we got stuck on uh, Skaboot or whatever the fuck that is. Yep. Uh, how to pronounce that one guy's research and stuff again. I didn't I didn't come here for this. I guess somebody actually records this in their voice to pronounce it. Maybe get a banner back there. That was weird. Gotta make my game look, look good like y'all. I got downloaded a virus. <laughs> Sounds nothing like it. Stuff the Like somebody's hiccuping. It's probably got our, you know, twinge on it. Yeah. Skavadki. Skavadi. It sounds like Skavadi. the S and K is silent. Softy? The S and K so, are silent. Over the... Of... Avdi? Ovdi? Oh, uh, Renee's still here. Renee, do you know how to pronounce uh, S-K-O-U-M-L-O-T-V-D-E? <laughs> Renee, please help us. Dear God, please. Gavdi. Hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all we heard. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all. Yeah. Weird. It, basically. I don't believe this. Uh, why would someone buy this? Uh, Renee says no, LOL. <laughs> Thank you, Renee. <laughs> Weird Swedish, <laughs> Swedish language. Renee gave it a shot. Brent, you just went. You just went to IKEA. You can't knock that one out. No, no. Yeah, if you could put a TV or some, uh, if you could file some video games away on it, we, we, we learned how to pronounce it. Did you get your? Did you get a? Did you get an error for your uh, Twitter network error too? Uh, for your Twitch. Uh, but it's not my stream. No, I'm good. Okay. My the Twitch that I had up was a network error. Yes. Yeah, that's I'm, what I got. That's what I had too. I just rejoined it. Okay. It was and you're in the admin result. one. Are you in the admin or you're in the consumer side? I'm in my consumer side one, so I'm wondering if everybody got kicked off or something. That might have been. I don't know. I'm good. I'm watching. Uh, Renee said you got this. Uh, we we tried to get there, Renee. Oh, is that it for news? I saw the Embracer Group bought this time. Yes. Who does the Embracer Group not have? Uh, Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft. <laughs> I, mean, I keep going. Yeah. Uh, Square Enix. 2K. Uh, Capcom, Sega. Um, Activision Blizzard. Definitely not Konami. Uh, so they're basically the double-A studio. They produce every double-A game we're ever going to play. Yep. They, they are, are, they are okay the studio who's um, doing like uh, 
the He-Man movie in Hollywood. Not exactly a blockbuster, but somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll sell some toys, <laughs> some Happy Meals. <laughs> we'll throw a Dolph Lundgren. We'll have one of the troll people steal something from KFC. Brand, brand marketing everywhere. He'll use a claw thing and just steal the bucket. <laughs> Holy crap, what kind of history am I imagining? <laughs> I don't know, but that's vaguely accurate because I still remember that from my childhood. I don't know why I can't remember certain math equations, but I'll remember that fucking scene from He-Man. So... And Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, what's his name with Skeletor? Oh, I forgot what his name is. They made a live action one? Yeah, that's the one I'm referencing. It's bad. <laughs> I, it's my childhood, man. I was like four when it came out, so. Ugh. You go watch it now, it's probably pretty cheesy. So, But it was like a, an, it was like an isekai where they, they took that whole He-Man and Skeletor from their world and put it in our world type of situation. Ah. So. I was thinking the other day, they don't make, you know, the cartoons were there to sell the toys in the past, and they don't really do that anymore, do they? Or are we just out of that age realm? Uh, it's 100% what they do in Japan. So, like, that's why, like, um, that's all they pretty much do is when they do anime is to sell, usually to sell light novels, manga. So that's why we get a lot of anime that nobody ever finishes half the time. So it just all depends. If it doesn't push the product, then they don't usually make a second season right but you have especially for our childhoods going through brant's a little bit younger but you still have like you know power rangers you have ninja turtles you have those era of you know they're selling they're yeah. selling the toy to or they're, they're making the cartoon to push the toy that sort of thing but that might have been more 80s more than anything now that i've said that i don't really yeah. think it, power it was, rangers it was it, 80s into the 90s a little bit on the yeah. 90s side it became the toys got pushed along with like the fast food deals because they marketed movies power rangers pokemon all sorts yeah. of stuff through burger king through mcdonald's through, through, I mean, all of them they just they pushed it so so much different eras all right we're ready for games played 40 minutes in sure there's gonna be a new new record we have an hour and eight minutes to get through games played. Oh no, y'all played some shit. I didn't play much. One, so. one game. I played Halo, of course. No, uh, been getting no. Some, been getting in some. No, <laughs> not Halo, not Halo again. Not Halo. You played Halo? <laughs> Which one? Please tell us about this yeah. Halo. Which one? There's no way they made more than one of those. Well, I have a Series X, so you know I'm playing the most recent one that was a launch title for Series X. How they made? How many have they made? Yeah. How many Halos? You have five main lines. Holy shit, there's five of those things? You have Reach. Where have I been? You have Holy ODST. Shit. Are you serious? You have the two Spartan Assault ones, which got 120 uh, hertz upgrades. Let's go, so sorry. Wow. Uh, you have Fireteam Raven, which we got kicked out of in the Halo event last year, two <laughs> two years ago. Are we are we are we on our third hand yet? Or we're we still on our second hand? No, I'm still gest gesturing with this one. Okay. Uh, so I'm still playing the same Halo. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the demo note, remember we had the long demo discussion last week? Yeah. I did fish out. I had the Pizza Hut demo that uh, Brant was mentioning. I have disc one. Apparently there was like two or three of them, but I have that first. Uh, it's got Final Fantasy VIII, Crash, three. 
Oh, what else did I try on there? My mind's going. Metal Gear Solid's on there. Brant's going to bail me out by looking at it in his sleeve. Brant, how was that well, that close to you? You didn't even have to move very far. Because I had it from the last time we talked about it. No, dude, I have disc two. I you used disc to have. Two? I used to have disc one. Ah. But what you don't realize is that on on some days, Brant takes those discs out and puts them in the PS5 and just like, maybe, just maybe. <laughs> one day it'll work. <laughs> I know my PS5 didn't respond back from rest, ro- rest mode, but maybe that means they patched in PS1 demo support. <laughs> Exactly. So you so you played it and you pressed um, what is it like you press R one or L one or something and it flips the tiles on there and you can you put in a put in a, it shows you a secret code and you put that in and it's more demos. This one I really video. Moved the, I moved the cursor around on this one, but it was disc one, so maybe it was maybe it was less uh, interesting than the second one you have. Um. Nothing much on that. I was playing it on that PS1 that I was telling y'all about that I have with the little LCD screen that pops up. As much as a, of a CRT whore as I am, uh, that one is it's a that LCD is a damn good looking screen on that PS1. Uh, I did a little bit of maintenance because I was messing around with some memory cards when I when I was plugging them into that PS1, and I found my original Final Fantasy VII save. So I immediately added that to two other uh, PS1 memory cards just to have it. I want to get, I think Cesar has one of these. You remember the PS3 uh, memory card adapter that would work for PS1 and PS2 games? I need Still to have it. I need to, okay, I need to borrow somebody's and just like start backing up shit, if y'all don't mind, just uh, while I'm yeah. thinking about it. Because those it. things are expensive as shit now for some reason. Because they only did a certain amount of them and then they stopped making the backwards compatible. Yep. And they clearanced out those uh, memory card adapters and I never got one, so. I would not mind backing those up to more permanent format. Um, is that it? I, so I've been meaning to get back to Ratchet and Clank, but I haven't cut my PS5 one in a minute. Uh, I think that's all. No handhelds. No iPad. Yep. Lots of Halo and a little bit of uh, PS1 demo discs. No holding hands. Some handhelds. <laughs> no handhelds. No hold hands. No holding hands with handhelds. <laughs> None. No hands were held. <laughs> all right who's next uh mine's is, should be pretty simple um i went ahead and i i uh played some resident evil village i beat it Ooh, what'd you think it's, it's good as hell that took me nine hours and 15 minutes Damn. even after losing your save uh luckily that was backed up so i i only had to redo two hours of the game so oh jesus so somehow that uh, that my PS5 ones were backed up to the cloud, but that that's fine. Uh, is it a short game? People keep talking about making runs of it. Is it a game that you can play like that? It's it, well, like those two hours I lost when I went back in there, I knew what to do. Yeah. So I instantly did what I did in two hours and fifteen minutes. So yeah, it's not the the exploration part was all taken out where I'm just walking around. Um. It's, it's, a good, it's a good fucking game, man. A lot of people compare it to Resident Evil 4. I wouldn't know because I haven't played 4 completely. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of people compare it on that. You know, how a lot of people just sit there and play it straight through. I think I played in three sittings and I beat Resident Evil Village. A lot of people are comparing the same thing as that that type of um, that grab on you that a lot of people relate to 4. Or as they say, I can't speak from experience. Um, outside of that, I mean, it's... Uh, it's it's really fucking good, man. I'm still thinking about. It. I still kind of want to pop it in there and play it again. Um, it's uh, it's it's good, man. It's really fucking good. It uh, 
it's got a little twist towards the end of the story uh, where it ties back to Resident Evil 7 and kind of blows your mind. And I still think about that twist. Uh, the story is very well done. Um, and they kind of did like their whole uh, Uncharted 4 thing where like, all right, this arc is done. And they kind of give you a, an idea of what could happen in the next Resident Evil game, mainline games. Okay. So they kind of do that after the credits. I'll leave it at that. Cause I always I know thought the intention Brent's was like... I always thought it was like one, two, three, four, five, six, and they were going to make seven, eight, nine a thing. Is that not? Is that not the case? I'll leave it at that. You got to play it. Uh, there is a clear, cohesive future for the next game in this, the franchise, but it looks like it will be completely different. So I'll leave it at that. I don't want to give any hints to it. Yeah, uh, they'll probably do DLC like they did with Biohazard. There's going to be story content added on. Maybe. <laughs> I do not want to say anything because it will spoil the story. So let's leave it at that. I'm just, okay. I, I would I would just say with the amount of DLC that they frozen. had uh, on Biohazard, they they probably will. I, w- I would assume that they're they're planning on getting a little bit of mileage uh, out of Village. But <laughs> you haven't played the game. I played no. this game. So Tessar says yeah, no. All I want to know is, did you develop feelings for the sexy vampire lady? No. Things happen, <laughs> and I was more um, Mother Maria got it going on. I was more into Mother Maria, but I'll leave it at that. Um, Mother Miranda, not Mother Maria. Mother yeah. Miranda, excuse me. Yeah, Mother uh, Maria is a Beatles song, isn't it? Yeah, I'm getting my uh, references done. That's my old <laughs> age is fucking my brain up. <laughs> uh, uh, now I'm getting like my my uh, media my media access and my brain is all fucked up. Worlds are colliding. With, I know you don't want to spoil anything, but like. I mean, they could could they do like prequel stuff to like kind of explore the they, lore of village, I'm not gonna say anything, the village. But the way this game ends, they would have to do prequel stuff. Let's just leave it at that. OK, OK. That's the only option they would have. Gotcha. Unless the ending I the, the after credits ending I saw would be. <laughs> I would be a 70 year old man. So let's leave oh, it at that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but. Outside of that, I mean, the was it Lady Dimitris? Mm-hmm. Um, she's not in that game that often, that much. She is as you play as Ethan. You, for uh, story reasons, you are landing into a village. Um, you played the demo, right, Brent? Um, I played the Maiden demo. I never got a chance to play Castle or That's Village fine. demo. So you know for a fact, most people know for a fact, he's looking for his daughter. We already yep. established that fact before. So you're into this village, and uh, for story, I'll leave it at that. For story reasons unknown, you they are basically four main. There's five, four mainline bosses, and then like a one final boss. So as you know, there those sep four bosses are separating their own designated areas, and you have to retrieve a specific item from each boss. That's cool. To progress the story. That's old school. So when you go to the first one, we're all familiar with is Lady Dimitris is in a castle. Um, she has three vampire daughters. Um, that one plays more the, uh, this game is not as, I don't know. I'm not really was, I wasn't really scared of Resident Evil seven. So a lot of people said there was more horror, horrific seven was more of a horror based game. This one seems to be more of the action. This seems more of the balance of the Resident Evil four I played from that part on there where you seen some horror aspects, but a lot of it was action, action well done. Yeah. Uh, tied with not punching boulders, stupid shit. 
Which that was a reference in there. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> and one of the bosses funny. on there is like, I hate Chris that punching that bastard that punches boulders. He straight called him out, and it's like he wasn't even there to enjoy. It was pretty funny. Wow. But uh, <laughs> but that that was on there. I caught that. I was like, what the fuck? That was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so this first part of the game is similar to what Resident Evil, um, two and three was, where you had a. Uh, Mr. X kind of chasing after you. That bit happens with Lady Dimitris where you're running around and I'm like, she keeps popping out everywhere. I'm like, fuck. And I have to take long ways around and go up in there. Her bit's not that long. That that part of the game was probably maybe three hours. Um, after you complete that, you go back into the village and then you go into a, another boss type area. You meet um, the merchant there, uh, Duke, who uh, makes references to the merchant from Resident Evil 4. He's like, I got an old friend. He goes, what are you buying? <laughs> awesome so like there's a lot of four references in here yeah he's like that's something my old friend used to say all the time he'll just chuckle about it when he says it too he'll have that's funny um so the next area is uh benevenito um that is the next area you go to that one is more um each each area is different so like you have to go separate you have to get different keys and, and whatnot to get to that area for that benevenito i won't say what that person does because we're all aware of lady dimitris so, but Benevito, Lady Benevito, um, that one's more like the PT style. So you're going to a small area with lights and you have something that you cannot attack. They take all your weapons away from you and you're forced to go through that house like PT or you're running from like, that's the, the fear factor was that game. That's probably one of the, to me, that was the most memorable part of that game. Sounds like great variety. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, after you complete that one, uh, the next one up is, um, his name escapes me, but he's straight. Uh, he's a straight copy of Del Lago from uh, Resident Evil Four, the the uh, the giant fish in the lake. Yeah. So he's basically there's bits of that that's almost that boss battle from that that's more drawn out. Uh, he they even make, make a reference like his uh, his his uh, scientific hangout's called uh, Moreau, like the Island of Doctor Moreau. So, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of nice callbacks in here man that's to different types of me it's a good ass fucking game man it's really good um masterpiece i've seen it called a masterpiece it's really fucking good it's really Damn. good the Brandon, seven you didn't eight, start it yet the seven mm-hmm. and eight book is good as fuck man this whole little duology they got is good um after that you go into the next one which is called heisenberg um his his is like a a factory um, and I won't go into detail story-wise, but a lot of the enemies you fade in here are, are yeah, straight it vague for Brant because Brant's about to do it. I know are straight creations of uh, Doom and Wolf- Castle Wolfenstein from like best of the games. That's what it reminds me of. You have these mechanical monsters in there who are nearly invisible. They're fucking bullet sponges. I'm sitting here like, oh my god, <laughs> as I waste every bullet I have into them, and I have to carefully craft everything to make sure I have enough for the said boss fight- battle. Um, the boss battle in there is really cool. I'm going to leave it at that. It's not a typical one where you're gunning and shooting. You, It is vehicle-based. It is really, really awesome, and it was a lot of fun. Um, after that, um, Mother Miranda is the final boss. Uh, th- some stuff in the story happens. You get the Most of the story bits happen at the very end after that fourth boss battle. They kind of just pour the story on on you. Mm-hmm. They give you enough crumbs in there to keep you going because the whole right. aspect is that you're trying to rescue your daughter, and then you learn some stuff as you go through. But then they just dump everything on you towards the end, and it makes sense. And it it ties More back dumb. to Resident Evil. It ties back to the first five minutes of Resident Evil Seven, and just blows your mind. And like whatever you imagine was, it's not. It wasn't. Dang. Let's leave it at that. So it is. It is kind of like 
seven in that regard where you get little bits of the story and yeah. then right right before the end you get all these different things that kind of tied everything together and you're like wow you you finally see this bigger picture yeah the, st- the story is very very well done i'm just gonna leave it at that um and at a certain point uh at, some, at a certain point you play as a different character which is completely different um than ethan style and which gives you another a bit of variety that's before you go to the final boss battle which uh you go back to everything that regularly originally was so nothing spoiled there um it gives it's like something like an intermission basically like an interlude but you play somebody else to get another part of the story is what I meant. So outside of that, the game is really fucking good. Um, the only thing, there is no chest like Resident Evil 7 to hold all your stuff. Um, so you have to use Lay, uh, which is their version of uh, Gil or whatever they have as money base for whatever that region <laughs> is. Um, you have cool. to buy... You have to buy all your briefcase expansions. There's nothing that you can find like in Resident Evil 7 where there's a backpack to increase your um inventory uh, i was kind of worried that there was no chest but they have um they all the valuable items the things that require key items are not counted as part of your suitcase things there's apparently kept somewhere else thank god so you don't have to sit there and fiddle with that um that's, that's good game design so outside of that you also will find valuables so if you kill certain uh, monsters you'll get certain like chris the only time i ever was actually happy to see a crystal skull was in this game uh crystal skull was something you can sell back for a lot of money did you um, find the kingdom of the crystal skull i uh, had enough of them that i could have made a kingdom and it was way better um <laughs> uh there is a there are like locations where they hide different treasures uh some of those treasures beware don't sell them they'll tell you on there if it's valuable you can combine them into one treasure like and create them and then get, make them even more valuable. So make sure you look at stuff before you sell them to the Duke. Uh, Does he warn you like, hey, this is a key nope. thing? Nope, absolutely that not. sucks. I hate stuff like that in games. So, But it tells you, it labels it. When I saw it on there, it's like, oh, combinable. I was like, oh. And it tells you like little dots. Like, oh, this is three-parter. This is a two-parter. Okay, makes okay. sense. It doesn't tell you where to get it again. But as you get items, you'll see stuff like wells and stuff like that. You can go back and get back in there in the game. Uh, you can kill animals, chickens, uh, fish, boars. They give you meat. Uh, you give the meat to Duke. He will cook up something for you. And depending on what recipe he makes, it'll either increase your stamina, your health, or your defense. Oh. Uh, so it kind of implores you to look for that stuff. Uh, the animals you find are marked on the map. Uh, once you kill them all, that puts a red X on the animal, meaning you can't go back to them. So that way you're not sitting there and going back to the same Farming. area. Like, this is where I saw them yeah. before. So mm-hmm. it kind of is, is really, really good game design. It, it really, really is. It's really well done. It pulls you in there. I think there's enough to explore. It keeps enough variety. I do enjoy the bosses. Um, a lot of the bosses on this one are more memorable to me. Um, it doesn't have the same scare atmosphere as a se- uh, as Seven did, um, but I, it wasn't particularly more scared. I was probably more disturbed in Seven than anything else. Um, but the, I I enjoy that whole. This is, it gives a lot of Castlevania esque feel of it. So I do enjoy that as much because it's uh, it's lichens. Um, vampires uh zombies it's you got yeah, these it's more uh, supernatural more of these zombies that it can fly like it's a there's a lot of and that's the one thing i did enjoy there's a, a greater variety of uh enemies in this game than there was in seven seven was just mostly molded creatures and maybe one or two different variants of it this one you had you might have had lichens but there's lichens that are all armored up there's these uh machines that have no arms that are just 
chainsaws for arms, kind of like Evil Dead. There's another Ooh. ones where like these have this giant plane propeller and no right here. That's almost similar to like Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. Uh, Sounds like Wolfenstein esque. Yeah, that level was the factory was. It's very like an ode to that. There's a lot of odes in there you can catch on there. They're like, all right, this this was definitely influenced by something. It's a good ass game. I enjoyed They're on it. a roll, man. Yeah, it was a good ass fucking game. Whoever did this, the story is very well done. They even um, they even predate this game story wise than the first Resident Evil. It beats that one. Like they make a reference to Spencer from the the original Albert Spencer, yeah, the original the one, Resident Evil one. Mm-hmm. He meets the person who did all this in Resident Evil eight before then predates that person. He was a, she that person was the one that introduced the idea to him. Ah. And he sent he sent her a letter and like, hey, I found the the prognator, the original in Africa. Just letting you know, I sent that letter and it made a reference to Resident Evil five. There's a lot of Resident Evil references in here. That's that, cool. Uh, but yeah, there's a is is very well done. This this predates the original Resident Evil. So basically, if you go ba- based off the storyline, I'll leave it at that. Uh, that's pretty much all I played. Um, other outside of some more Judgment, I'm I'm 30 hours into Judgment. Uh, chapter this is a Judgment Remaster. Yep, Chapter Seven of Twelve. Um, this game, I can tell you now, it's a little hard to explain in the beginning because it does. You ever watch those film noirs like those old detective cases? Where they kind of like spoon feed you stuff, and I mentioned this before. They kind of like to give you nuggets, mm-hmm. the storyline, and that can turn people off because it is very, very slow moving. Um, they do the side cases in here. Uh, you can do uh, like a PI cases for a bartender, side cases for like a lawyer, a lawyer office. Uh, those are the interesting aspects because a short, they're bite sized. They're more the yakuza humor. We're like, oh, you got this guy who's. Rubbing, uh, like stealing girls' underwear, and they call him Ass Catchem. So you know, like that's his nickname, and so uh. like, it's like that kind of bullshit in there. And he's like, "Oh, I got it." And then like, Yagami's like, "I got to deal with this bullshit." And that's some guys like sniffing fun. panties to get more powers, and he's like, "He's like, this is the dumbest thing I ever had," and you just beat the shit out of him. So and it's like, um, that's funny. <laughs> a lot of that's in there um, to kind of help with the because the main story is very serious. So it's like everything in that main story just ties back to like when you start that game. Yagami, he's a lawyer. He defends a, a person who, and I mentioned this before, who um, was framed for murder. And when the story begins, they find out that he, that same person who was framed, that he got acquitted, just killed his girlfriend. And so he deals with this fact that he might have let a, a guilty person free and they could have prevented that murder. And he flash forwards three years and then he's a detective. He doesn't want to be a lawyer anymore. So as you go through the story, it turns out like... Um, you're going from this mole who's killing people and stabbing their eyes out, who's getting mixed up with uh, the Yakuza. Then you find out the Yakuza is getting mixed up with this uh, land development company who's getting mixed up with this advanced drug development company who they were trying to get this land from to expand on. And it's like a oh, whole God. domino effect where, like, as he's trying to figure out who the mole is, it's going into this Multi-tier. whole deeper thing. It's going to this whole thing where, all right, the person who's this running this all behind the scenes pertains to the person that he originally defended Shunpei. So he might not be guilty of murdering his girlfriend. That's what it seems like. So it's like, it's a whole bigger thing that's turning back into itself to his past. So I'm only halfway through it. Uh, I'll probably finish it up this week. I'm trying to get it done before mass effect comes out. Cause that's going to be like 180 hour sync right there. So I might be able to finally get past mass effect one. So maybe I'll definitely be two and three, but I didn't know it was that big of an investment. Uh, I think it took me 60 hours for two and about like 50 for three. 
Oh, dear um, God. I don't know. I never got that far on one because the one just moved too clunky for me. I, I enjoyed the the action uh, RPG aspects of two and three more because it was more fast-paced. And for whatever reason, I wasn't feeling the slower turn pay, uh, turn-based one, but I'll give it a whirl again and see what happens. Right. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's it for me, Brent. I'll leave it on your shoulders. Carry us home. Bring us home, Brent. Uh, we'll, we'll return all back to the start of this podcast when you're done. Yes. Well, first of all, though, I do have to say I'm super excited about this Friday. Uh, if you can't tell, we're in my Alucard shirt. Uh, got season one and two right here. Oh, yeah. Season, uh, season. I haven't seen anything past the first season. I love that oh, first season. The. Uh, Third one. Sec- I thought the second season was pretty good. The third one, it gets a little weird in some parts. Mm, um, but it's it's not bad. Um, but it it, it it gets a little odd at, like I said, a few different parts. But uh, this will be the fourth and final season is coming up Friday. As well as Limited Run is doing the physical edition of the Castlevania collection. Oh yeah, that's right. So, I will be purchasing one of those. They have like a <laughs> super limited edition. I saw that one; it was crazy. It's 170 because they have like the Bloodlines edition that comes with like this case that's like Genesis, like old Genesis style, and then um, they have the one that's kind of more NES themed, and it's got like the uh, black and red uh, sleeve. Like uh, the NES games would have and all that. Pony so. it up, Brant. Pony it up. Oh, uh, I I'm only gonna be getting one. I'm not. I looked at that like super ultimate edition. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And then I saw that price tag of like a hundred and I think it's almost 180 bucks. I was like, uh. they were like, if, if only Brand bought two copies, we could have given this uh, Castlevania license to somebody to make it. Now we just have to sit on it for the next 20 years. All the because go of fund me. The GoFundMe is just for Brant to buy two co- two SKUs of a game. <laughs> they're, they're waiting. It's like, we will, we'll never make another Castlevania until Brant buys two copies. Did Brant buy both of these? Back to Pachinko. <laughs> no, nope. uh, back, back to health machines. Back to machines. heart rate monitors. But no, I, I haven't had a whole lot of time to play. Um, but I did show y'all. I, I picked up Returnal um, last, last week. And I did start playing it. I've only gotten... Three or four runs into it, and it has been the perfect game for that. Oh. Um, because I mean, you can you can sit down and play it for a long time, or or wind up getting murdered like I just did in this last run. <laughs> um, so you play as uh, Celine. Um, not much to this. I mean, as far as, as story wise, I'm sure as I keep going through, you'll get more. Of it, um, you start off in space in a ship. She flies down to this planet and then um, gets caught in this like storm or like disturbance in the atmosphere and then crashes. And so basically, sounds like Metroid. Every time, it, it's funny you say that, uh, but every time she resets, um, she dies. You go back to the crash, and you start from there. Um, you lose enemies all... repopulate and everything. Yes, you you lose all of your um, like currency and small pickups. There are some permanent pickups, 
And that is the thing is as you keep progressing through the game, you can actually get to to different areas. So you crash first and you walk through and you're, you know, studying the environment. You're um, picking up different um, items. You scan them first and then you pick them up. Um, You can read about them and things like that. Some pickups have been corrupted. Um, I think they say that they have some malignancy to them. And you have to unlock them somehow. Yeah, they they can corrupt you, or they um, basically have a, a lower rate of actually being effective uh, as a, as a pickup. And you can you can actually, if you have the right kind of, um, I don't know if I'd call it currency, but one of the other pickups, you can purify it. Um, like the like the water of the lake Minnetoka. Yes. <laughs> you remember that from Prince and the De Chappelle? Purify yourself. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, purify You you uh, come across a um a corpse. Um, uh, it looks like it looks like the same kind of suit that you're in, and she goes to check the um suit identification and it says Celine on it. So oh, it's hell. her. And so you and you pick up these um logs and you know from that you basically gather that it is a loop. Being on this planet, something something's up. There's some kind of uh transmission and you're trying to get to it, but you know, something keeps happening and you're in this constant loop. So and That's every what's time, driving it forward. She's trying to get to a message signal of some kind. Yeah, there's there's some kind of signal or, or uh, beacon kind of out. Is and it always her? Is it always the same lady? As far as what? Like the character appearance. Yes. I mean, okay. you, you never, when you find the um, the suit, you never see a face or anything in there. It's kind of like blacked out. Gotcha. But it is, it's always her. Um. But that's that's the thing is every time you die it it resets the world kind of resets. I mean sometimes certain aspects stay the same, mm-hmm. but there's different areas you can't get to because of this. She calls it a xenotype society. It is some kind of alien race. Um, their technology they've got um, basically like security systems and different like laser grids and things and uh, barriers that keep you from passing. And I assume that as you keep going, you'll find things to um, subvert these or shut them down or um, cause I got to the point where I kept finding these, what looked like these glowing orbs made out of like these, like a particle effect. And I could walk up to them and through them and stuff, and they'd kind of like swirl, but nothing would happen. And eventually I found this thing was like a, a short-range teleport, and it added oh. it to my system, and it was a permanent upgrade. And now I can go to these, and it'll transport me to uh, another place close. Whether you die or not? Yes. So you don't get more missile containers or energy containers or <laughs> furniture more balls. E-tank. <laughs> But, yeah, tank. but that, uh, like Metroid, it's very, it's very dark. It's very isolating. It's desolate, and the only thing out there is these 
uh, weird alien creatures um, that are always, you know, trying to kill you. It does this um, interesting thing, like, uh, I I think it's called, like, the adrenaline system. And so for every three enemies that are around you and you effectively kill, your uh, adrenaline goes up and it comes with different perks. Um, I haven't paid too much attention as to what those are, so I can't tell you. But it, right. they they help enhance uh, your combat and things like that. Like a boost of sorts or a, like a technical ability or something? Yes. And eventually, um, the way that this game... The haptic feedback is is pretty good. Um, I feel like because it's raining a lot, where in the in the planet, I feel like Astrobot did a little bit better as far as the raindrops because I can I can tell that it's raining and it does constant little you know vibrations here and there. I was like, but when I thought back to Astrobot, I'm like, I I remember holding the controller and feeling the rain in Astrobot yeah. and being like, wow, this is mind blowing. Incredible. And then in this game, I mean, I'm like, mm, it. It just kind of feels like a, a small vibration. It's not like I could feel the raindrops. Yeah. But what they do with the uh, haptic triggers is pretty uh, interesting. So it's just like any um, third-person shooter kind of deal. Um, you press L2 uh, to zoom and like R1 to fire, or okay. R, R2 to fire. Um, so you press halfway down, and that brings your gun up and you fire. You eventually get um, a secondary for your weapon, and the secondary um, is you hold the the trigger down all the way, and that activates your secondary to fire. Okay, does that Which, work well? The half and full. Oh yeah, yeah, it works great. Um, it's on a cooldown. Um, some secondaries take longer to cool than others. Uh, because as you're in this world, you can pick up, uh, all sorts of different guns and things like that. And they have different secondary weapons. Uh, but then always when you die, you get sent back straight with your, your pistol. Um, and then there's also, um, you have just, mm, it's not a double jump. It's just a regular jump, but she can jump pretty high. And then you also have a dash. Okay. And the dash also has a cooldown, but it's it's a very, very short cooldown. But you're not going to be able to, at least at the point I'm at, you're not going to be able to dash in succession. But your first run, you, it just kind of gets you used to this world. You encounter some enemies, it slowly walks you through it, and then eventually you walk into this giant room. And there's this big old massive enemy with like all these tentacles like coming out its back and it just does this <laughs> lunging attack constantly. And I dodged it a few times, but I mean the first time I saw it, I just started opening fire at it and it just lunged and took most of my health. Oh dear god. And so I got to the point where I could see it cuz it it like kind of glows right before it jumps at you, so I kind of got that and I kept dodging and then it changed and did this weird swiping thing and got me. Uh, and that's your, I would assume that's the first reset for just about everybody. Is it supposed to kill you? I, I would assume. I, I think you're going to die a good bit in this game. That's, I think that's the name of the game, since it is a, since it is a roguelike. Like, a, right. like that JRPG where the boss, you have to lose to the boss every time. Yeah. But uh, it's fun. I mean, you encounter 
it's it's pretty interesting going into a room and then all of a sudden you you see a new crazy enemy uh, or just crazy looking enemy because I mean everything's uh, alien to you and being able to you know just quickly adapt and be like okay what do I need to do here uh, how do I dodge this how do I you know what's what's the fastest way to to kill this enemy mm-hmm. um, and then right before we got on I was I was playing I was walking through and then all of a sudden. Uh, I walked into an area where there was like three different exits, and then all of a sudden I just start hearing like this horrible like growl and rumbling, and I'm up on this ledge and I kind of look over and I see that big tentacly monster again. Oh shit! And it's down there, and then I look on the map, uh, and I see a bunch more of, like, generic enemies, because your map will show you um, just little red arrows and stuff on the map of other enemies. So there's a bunch of other enemies, too, running around. And I go and look, and and the doors have now turned, like, red, and I can't go out them. So uh, since it was right there at the podcast and I was surrounded, I was like, okay, screw this. I'm going to die anyway, probably. But, How long uh, does it take you to get back to that point? Well, that's the thing is 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 once you die, the world can change and it can be completely different from the last time you were there. But that gives you, you know, that might give you a different way to go. That might an advantage. Yeah, that might, you know, as you explore this time, you might find um, something else that you needed or that you didn't have before that'll let you progress even farther um there's also you find like these places that you can rest and i'm not sure exactly if because like i said i'm I'm only a few runs in um what does the resting give you i i know some of them give you like will refresh your health but every time you lay down and rest uh you're given this flash and it's different flashes. So I've had sometimes an eye exam. <laughs> it's just like a uh, I, like a somebody in an astronaut suit just standing there in this dark void. Uh, I've had flashes of the um, that big farmhouse from the trailer and stuff like that. So I, I don't know if I'm going to slowly get glimpses of uh, Celine's past or different story bits or, or what's going on. Um, but this game is intriguing me enough to where, you know, I thought about throwing Resident Evil in when I came in here before the podcast, and I was just, I kept thinking about Returnal. I've been thinking about Returnal a lot. Damn, that's I, a sign of a good one. Yeah, I mean, it's this is one of those where you sit down and you play it for a little bit, and it it gets its hooks into you. At least it did for me. I want to try and it. It's, it's one of those I keep looking at. It's... Uh, so far i am not i'm not disappointed it's it's so fun um but yeah i mean so far that's that's about all i can speak to it um if you enjoy roguelikes um it's it's probably for you i wasn't like the the biggest fan of roguelikes i I didn't hate them but this one it i I don't know this one it I, I I don't know. It's scratching an itch. It really is. What's it comparable to? Is there anything like it? Difficulty-wise or exploration or... 
I don't know. Like like I said, it, it, it kind of gives you that Metroid vibe because you are alone, stranded. You crashed um, on a space, you know, uh, out, out in space on a random planet. You're surrounded by alien life forms that want to kill you, and you're constantly searching for the next permanent upgrade, you know? Yeah. It, it kind of did give me that Metroid vibe. It's, you know, it's that very dark... Um, uh, lore or dark kind like of alien uh, aesthetic, yeah. Atmosphere, yeah. And there's all this, there's all this other stuff. I mean, there's there's alien statues. You're finding um, uh, alien glyphs, and you're like trying to decipher their language. And you're finding, you know, all these different pieces. It's there's a lot to this. There's a, and it's it's, it's enough it, to keep you coming back because you get little bits and pieces here and there every time you play it. Cool. And it's just I mean, that. Damn it, Richard! Selena. You're the X Files guy. You should be all over this. <laughs> no. Is Selena a silent protagonist, or is she like? Is she making comments along the way? And no, she. You know, she's. Um, she's talking. You know, she's. Um, what is it like? She she crash it crashes, and she's talking. Um, I don't know if it's you know whatever place she works for or whatever but she's you know doing logs for this thing called astra and um you know like i said you find bodies or logs and it's her talking you know about you know i don't know what this is but i've seen you know this over here and yada 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 she finds logs of herself yes yes this game it's it's you just got to try it, man. You really do. I wish there was a demo of some kind because I just <laughs> we all know I'm not a good gamer. So <laughs> if it starts kicking my ass, I'll be like, yeah, I think I'm out on this. Like I, I almost got that Demon Souls when it was on sale, and I was like, I'm not gonna like this. It's gonna kick my ass. I'm gonna be done. <laughs> you, maybe you're, maybe you're that's more with the sale than the game itself. You're like, oh, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, pretty you much. You still you still only come in on like Mondays and Tuesdays, right? Okay. I was about to say, they have us back pretty much full, or no, all full time. So I was like, if if you're there, I'll, uh, maybe that'll give me the, the boost I need to, to do village. I was like, I'll, I'll let you borrow that for oh, a little down bit. down the road. <laughs> nope. It's eating you alive right now. So you're still thinking about it. You would loan it to I me. I am. And you, you would go home and be thinking about it. Yeah. When you're done with it, I'll definitely take a spin. Don't on worry. It. Appreciate it. You'll be thinking about Village. I'm thinking about just taking Judgment out and putting Village back in there. So I have it uninstalled. I'm waiting to just go for 30 minutes and install it again. <laughs> Damn. I'm still thinking about Village, man. That's all I can think about. I'm at work thinking about Village. But yeah, but that's, uh, that's Returnal. That's my game's the year contender so far, it seems. Oh, yeah. Definitely. My These are high up there. As I'm as I'm editing my dating profile, putting Resident Evil Village in there. I mean, I'm just I can't stop thinking about Resident Evil Village. Wow. And there's that. Yeah. If you if you like Resident Evil Village too, then hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that. <laughs> if you like, must like Resident Evil Village. <laughs> well, I just log out. Not gonna get any hits for a while. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm done with that one. Time to download a new service. <laughs> No, nah, he'll get hit up by uh, some lady cosplaying Lady Dimitris. I've seen some good ones. I've yes, seen some good have. ones. I've seen some naughty ones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Whatever floats your boat. Yep. 
All right, you guys got anything else to add? Uh, watch more anime. Not. Sure, I've been watching a lot of it. So, oh, I got a TV note. Uh, the missus and I are watching Shadow and Bone on uh, Netflix. It is extremely good. Sounds pornographic. Sounds based off a book. Sounds pornographic. It is based off a book, and it is fantasy. So basically, pornography. You are boning shadows. <laughs> yes. Shadows uh, so at bones. There are shadows. We have not seen boning yet, though. It says TV fourteen. The sequel to the TV show Bones. There was a butt. No, it's not a sequel it's, to the TV show. It's Bones. is this the rule thirty four of Shadow Man? No. Oh God. <laughs> what happened? What just happened? Oh, no, it's really good. It's like a mix of, um, well, it's kind of taking a Harry Potter spin, but, uh, so there's a, there's an elemental group, like there's different races or, or countries. Well, it's one country, but there's different groups that have kind of fractured off. Uh, years ago, this magician made a thing called the fold and it's like this shadow realm that these monsters are in and it's divided up the country. So it's made them kind of turn against themselves. Like, there's the east side of the fold, the west side of the fold, and then there's the magicians, and they blame the magicians for creating the fold and all this kind of stuff. But uh, the young lady, it's a uh, the heroine of the story. She starts off as a cartographer, and turns out she is uh, more powerful than she had imagined before. So it's just, it's it's one of those things. Cesar, we just watched the fourth episode. It was a heist episode. The whole thing is this planned out heist, and the now. characters are just they're so good. There's a like a ninja type uh, uh, female character who's trying to win her freedom back. And she's stealthy. Like she drops down from things and disappears in the shadows. There's a gunslinger type guy. That's just kind of Han Solo, happy go lucky. And things always seem to go right. And it's just random shit. It's really well written and good music and everything. We're, we're enjoying the hell out of it. Shadow and bone. It is good. I think it's what you got. No, I was just saying, yeah, I remember the one that came out. A lot of people were yammering about it. So, uh, we watched the first two, and then I bought the book series. It's a trilogy of books. <laughs> it was like, it was like fourteen dollars on Amazon or something like that. But there, there's my TV bit. I haven't had a TV bit in a while. All right, if that's it, uh, we're coming in at one twenty-two, way less than our one forty-eight. So, no, Brant, talk about something for twenty nope, minutes. That's our no anime for twenty minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. See ya. That's all right. You got to leave. You got you to bow out. I, I was waiting to build up uh, Steam, so I was going to say adios. <laughs> <laughs>